we all should be working a lot more in collaboration. That's one of the things that I think the community sector as a whole hasn't been particularly good at uh, over the years. I think it's changing now, and what we want is a lot more partnership working and a lot more collaboration. I think we can do much more. Hello, and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can, and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Hi, Richard. I'm so pleased to have you on my podcast show today. Could you tell me a little bit about Sortified, please, and what you actually do? Oh, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, It's it's a great privilege to be be on your podcast. Um, Sortified, we're a a little social enterprise based in the south of Lincolnshire. Our aim really is to to change social inequalities and reduce them uh, and to improve lives. One of the things we do is we create ideas and we look at social change. We produce some tools and and toolkits and we run a few projects as well. Um, We're pretty different to a lot of other community organisations out there. We don't particularly work with one client group. Um, what we tend to do is work with people and around place. So we, we look at the needs in an area, we look at the individuals who are concerned, and we try and find solutions. Uh, most of that's done through co-production. We like working with people and finding solutions. Uh, and then we work with a lot of community organisations around strategy and improving organisational skills and assets and, and looking forward to ways of, of making organisations grow and thrive and in some cases just to survive interesting um, what made you want to set up sortified well when i used to work for a local authority so i used to be the uh, head of commissioning for lincolnshire county council this is, this is many years ago and when you get to a position within a local authority you often need to have a, a kind of exit strategy um, and uh, both myself and, and the other director who happens to be my wife uh, we both worked within well i worked for local authority she worked for the nhs and we thought it's best idea to have a have a, an escape plan just in case so we set sortified up back in 2011 uh, and it sat dormant for a few years um, and then things got a bit tricky in the world of local authorities. I don't know if you remember all this austerity and everything else that went with it. And I was being asked to make a lot of cuts and a lot of changes within services, some of which I wasn't particularly happy about. So I thought, you know what, when they offered me the money, I'm going to take it and I'm going to go off and do some good. Um, So we set up Sortified particularly to do that, one, as an exit strategy, but also to to kind of change the way we did things. We weren't just doing nasty things through... um, through, through local authorities and, uh, and not being able to do positive change, but to be able to do something really good and put things back into the community. I love the fact that you had an exit strategy from the, the local authority and the NHS. It was kind of it was kind of needed at that time. It was it was it was a bit tricky. I mean, in Lincolnshire, we took out eighteen million pounds in one year. Uh, from a £140 million budget. And, and I did that without making significant impacts on services. But when they started asking you to make direct cuts and stuff like that, it just got it, it got a bit out of hand and it was time to, time to move on. And you know what? So much happier for doing it. Mm, I think every, everyone always feels much happier when they're running their own organisation. <laughs> well, that's it. And on the good side of things as well, which is nice to be. Definitely. Um, so you mentioned about um, co-design. Like the idea of... I think I struggle with it in reality. So how, how do you actually get it to work properly? Well, co-producing, engagement, all these terms that we like to use, it really is just about talking to and working with people. Um, the idea is not to make it tokenistic, which I think a lot of, a lot of people find 
that kind of work. It, it tends to be, oh, you've asked me a question, you've asked me to fill in a survey, but then nothing happens as a result of it. So it's, it's kind of engaging people. So one of the things we're really interested in here is, is around developing the, the whole of the social economy and for it to take in a really good position within a place. So let's say within one town, we've got a range of existing social enterprises. We want to work with people to say, well, what are the real needs? Not what do people want to put in place, but what is really needed? And can social organisations be developed to, to meet those needs, being led by, being run by, employing the people who are affected by the local issues? Uh, and that's one of the big pushes we're doing at the minute, and we want to see much more of that. We want to see people being involved in the delivery through owning and running their own social enterprises. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Mm, definitely it's um something that's becoming more popular this this idea of uh, like place-based impact and place-based um activities rather than um thematic which was always very popular in that you you did like health interventions or you did sports or education now um it, it seems to be much more integrated and and based around a place What's yeah, your views on the, the two different approaches? Well, I think everywhere's got, uh, got room for, for, for doing things differently. But from my point of view, place is essentially how we, we all look at things. We don't, we, we don't work around fake governance that's put in place around where we should go and what we should do. It is all about how humans interact and how humans behave. That's how society works. And for me, that happens most of the time to work around place. People gravitate to where they shop or where they work, not necessarily to a, to a local authority boundary or a CCG boundary. Um, and, and for me, that's the most important thing is, is where people are, where they live, how they work, how they operate and where they, where they see as their own. And for me, that's, that's really important for people to own, own what, they, what they do and what they see around them. So for me, place is really essential. Now, it's not easy to achieve because finances aren't situated around places particularly. They tend to be built around organisations or cohorts of people, let's say mental health or learning disability. So we look at needs around that. We don't tend to go, well, what's the need of a place? Um, and I think what we're seeing is a, a move away from, and we're certainly trying to get a move away from looking at things in, in, in that kind of traditional perspective and saying, well, actually, what does, what does this area need? What are its local needs and what's the best way of meeting them? How do we get the money in? That's a bit more tricky. That's a difficult bit, but that's kind of what we're here for. It sounds to me like you're, you're um, trying to do some of the work that you would have done um, within the local authority, but without all the um, bureaucracy around you. And that uh, Obviously, some of the role of a, a local authority is, is to have a positive impact in a place. Yeah, that's very astute of you. Um, one of the things we, we do, we don't like using this term too much, it doesn't really mean anything to people, but we, we talk about community commissioning, um, where we, we look at kind of what, looking at needs, writing strategies and developing plans, particularly for places, and then getting the, the services into, the, into place and, and developed, and then going back and reviewing them, that traditional commissioning cycle. But yeah, without necessarily statutory authorities involved in that. If they would like to be, brilliant, where well, they're more than welcome. But actually, sometimes it can be a bit frustrating, so we tend to try and do it without them if we can. Mm. You just want, really just want their money to do it, but without any of their um, involvement. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Well, can you imagine if we could get, you know, 5% of the budget that's used in, in, a, in an area through different means and used it differently to meet people's needs that they want to see met? Can you imagine the impact that you could have? 
uh, uh, on an individual town or, or regional level just by doing it that way. But freeing up that 5% of budget is really difficult. What do you do? Shut a hospital just so you can take 5% of the budget out? It's not going to happen, is it? So we have to be a bit more clever and look at how we, we, we pull different forms of investment in uh, in order to do that. And we're starting to see some, some ways forward. It's, it's taking its time, but we're getting there. Mm, it's that's um really interesting um thinking about um taking what do you take away in order to do this kind of work but it, it's not in the long run it, it's not necessarily taking away because it's providing a, a bigger or better impact in the long term it's just in the short term people don't necessarily see it i think i think is yeah i think you're right it's just really focused on the now and the immediate problem and they don't see that if you invested in something for two or three years that the end result would be way better. I think the problem is is it can take even longer than that. You might be looking at 10, 15, 20 years for an impact to to take place and it's really difficult if you're working on particularly political cycles of four to six years uh, to be able to to say, well, if you invest in this preventative service, it's going to have a much bigger impact and it's going to save all your budgets much more. And, and the, the worst thing is, what if it's not saving on your budget? You're asking someone for money, but it's not saving on their actual budget, someone else's budget. Why would they invest? Um, mm. And, you know, well, for the good of society, but that's difficult to achieve if you're responsible for a budget or a piece of work. Um, so it is, I, can under, we can under, I can understand why people don't want to work in this way, but sometimes doing things differently like there's a whole of, of, of social economy and social enterprises, sometimes doing things differently really does work better. Definitely. In, in terms of um, thinking about the, the kind of impact, what kind of results and impact have you seen through your own work? Well, is it, I'll be, I'm going to be honest here. I'm glancing around. If you could see me, you'd see me glancing subversively to the side. We've struggled a bit. With, uh, with social impact and how we measure it. Um, now, I'm, you know, I'm an ex-commissioner. We're all about outcomes. We're all about setting things up in that way. But sometimes it's really difficult, particularly when you're not delivering direct services. So we, we, have, to, we have delivered direct services. For that, I can tell you all the impact in the world. We do, a, we do an employment project for people with, uh, who are carers. Uh, getting people back into work or into work for the first time. And I can tell you how many people we've supported there directly and what the impact's been on their lives. And I can even put a monetary social value on it. But when it comes to the bigger pieces of work we do, the place shaping, the social policy, uh, the work around community organisations, it's much more difficult to... To, to put a social return on it. Um, mm-hmm. In some places, what we've done, so for instance, it, last year we supported 25 commun- different community org- organisations across the whole of the East Midlands. Um, now, that's you know, a fairly small amount of, of people, but that 25 organisations supported 20,000 individual people themselves. Now, I'm not going to sit here and claim that we supported 20,000 people as a, as a result, but we would have had, by helping those organisations positively, an impact, an indirect impact, but an impact all the same on 20,000 people's lives in making things better and, and improving life outcomes. Um, that is great and a lovely headline figure, but it doesn't really mean much because where's the so what that's attached to it? And I think that's what a lot of organisations struggle with looking at social impact is, is what's the so what? We can, we, can put, we can put names and numbers on things, but we can't really always say, well, what was the difference to people? Um, and that's the bit we, I think we, we as an organisation need to do better and what we're working on actually is one of our goals for 2020 is how do we improve our social impact reporting? So um, I, I do 
find with organisations where they're not doing the direct service that they very often have the same struggle in terms of how much of the impact do you attribute to what you've done versus what other people have done. Um, but I, I think you've you've got the added complexity that you're you're working a, across an, an area and trying to change a, a whole place as, as opposed to, to just perhaps working with um, one organisation. It, it's there's a, a wider impact as well to consider. So. Yeah, you've got double the complexity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, 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 our, our social impact measure, you know, our, our report for last year is, is pretty much a one-page slide because we like to try and condense things as much as possible. And you know, the, the place-based stuff's really difficult to do, like you say. But that's fairly fairly new to us in, in you know of actually getting to a point where we could count impact anyway. Um, for, for the individual work we do with individual organisations, it is a lot easier. We can look at them, uh, and because we have we work in partnership with organisations, we can sit there and say, well, actually, we can we can track back where our 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 work has enabled them to either increase funding or increase the number of people they do or improve the outcomes that they've got. So we can count back them. So we could say, well, we did a strategic plan with you, which allowed you to get in X amount of money, which allowed you to support, you know. Why amount more people, and we can start attributing that way. Um, so we just need to be a bit, a bit smarter, I think, in, in calculating it ourselves. We're very good at telling everybody else how to do it, uh, but then reflecting it back on ourselves in the same way as all these things are. It's very difficult to do, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Uh, so what have you got planned for 2020, apart from improving your um, impact measurement? Well, I should really, if I, if I was clever, I'd have had a copy of our own strategic plan to hand. Um, I think the idea for us, uh, a lot more of it is to get our name known a lot more. We're, um, we're fairly small. There's only a few of us work here, and, um, and our reach isn't particularly big. So it's about getting them known a bit more, and then hopefully that will mean that more people can benefit from what we do. Um, for us, it's getting a real big impact uh, on a place um, and, and starting to move through a strategic process going forward. And we think we're, you know, I don't want to count all my eggs in the minute, but I think we're close with, with one or two areas in the moment to where that's going to, going to come through. Um, but for, for us, it's about supporting more organisations. Um, we've made a move away from more project-based uh, work where we did run some services ourselves. We've got a couple of legacy ones that we'll see through, but we're going to move away from that. We think there's other organisations out there who are better suited to deliver that than we are. We were more the provider of last resource, but we're going to move away from that and focus more on supporting those other community organisations to improve and thrive and, and move away. So, so that's, uh, that's our goal, is to kind of support more organisations and see bigger impact. We want to change the world. Mm. Um, so this will be a move outside of Lincolnshire or are you going to focus on Lincolnshire still to start with? Um, well Lincolnshire is an interesting place in its own right we do quite a bit of work here but we also work you know a lot of what we've been doing recently has been across the, the whole of the East Midlands so um, our remit is to kind of continue with that we're going to push into um, the east of England a little bit more uh, and oh. up into Yorkshire and Humber a little bit more um, but um, ma mainly we want we want to we want to kind of stabilize our own offer and our and our own and our own reach um, so we, we're going to uh, try and spread outside of Lincolnshire a little bit pick, pick around the uh, the neighboring authorities uh, and a few others where we've got some good connections and partnerships so uh, we've been doing some work across Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire recently uh, and of course um, we're, we're a spitting distance away from Peterborough so we need to have a bigger impact down there where there's a, a lot that can be achieved. 
Mm. Yeah, so um, if you're um, moving over to the east of England, you'll you'll have to um, pop in and see me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We've, we've done a, a little bit of work with uh, Norfolk previously, but it's been very, very uh, kind of distant. So um, we want to get we want to get a bit more in over there and uh, and see what see what we can do and what we can offer. So absolutely, if you can put the kettle on, um, I'll be over for a nice, lovely cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, or otherwise you'll you'll see me somewhere over in the West Midlands. I, I sort of skip the East Midlands. I'm either in Norfolk or I'm in um, the the West Midlands. I, I don't tend to the the East Midlands doesn't tend to um, require me. <laughs> well, it's 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 um we're a little bit behind the times in some areas and a little bit ahead in others. So it's um mm-hmm. it's more about kind of getting more ideas in, I think. And and I think we, we we all should be working a lot more in collaboration. That's one of the things that I think the community sector as a whole hasn't been particularly good at uh, over the years. I think it's changing now. And I, what we want is a lot more partnership working and a lot more collaboration. I think we can do much more as a, as a sector if we work together than we can if we try and, 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 and compete. Mm. Yeah. Did you find, though, um, as the budgets got cut, that more pe- people refused to collaborate with one another because they were frightened that they would be competing for the same resources? Yeah, I think there's been quite a bit of that. And um, I think there's also been some, some issues around how kind of infrastructure is supported as well, which of have, which have course caused a few issues. But uh, we're getting over them. And, and we know we, one of the things, if we're writing someone a strategic plan, one of the things we will absolutely insist on putting in it is around how you work in partnership. Um, and we wouldn't exist as an organisation if we didn't have really good, strong partnerships with a few organisations. We have key partnerships, we have some lighter partnerships, but they're all absolutely vital to our existence, and we, and we wouldn't be here if we didn't do it and work in that way. We can't do everything. So actually, if there's a, if there's a gap in a, in, a, in a service that can be met by us working with somebody else, of course we'll work with other people. It's the way forward. Mm. One of the things I, I think I read earlier this week was about um, Gainsborough getting uh, social investment um, to do some work within the, the town. Um, how Im- important or relevant is uh, getting social investment in, in terms of the work that you're doing? It, a, lot of what, a lot of what we do is around social investment. We never intended it to be. It's kind of fallen, in, fallen that way. Um, now, um, I, I will never advocate social investment as the only way forward, but it is a way forward for lots of organisations. Um, for me, blended finance is the way forward and having lots of different pots of money come together where people can, can use it, can lower risk, you can do things in slightly different ways. So that's bringing together grant, social investment, philanthropic giving, other, other, other forms of cash into, into different pots, and using that to improve uh, a local social economy. And now that, for me, is what we need to see going forward, and that's what we're trying to aim for in Gainsborough and, and in other areas. Um, so for me, social investment is absolutely key as a tool, not the only tool, but one of the many tools that I think that social businesses have got in their arsenal for improving people's lives. Mm, definitely. Um, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, what, what's the website or how can they get in touch with you? Uh, the best way to, to get in touch with us and to find out more is to have a look at our, our newly updated uh, website, which is www.sortified.com. So sortified, S-O-R-T-I-F-I-E-D.com. Um, and if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, we're all at Sortified. 
That's easy. You've got the same name for all of them. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, when you've got a name like ours, it's a bit easier. Yeah. So where did that name come from? Um, it's, it's one of these things. Well, we, we we get asked this quite a lot, and it's tricky to to kind of find the point where it came from. I think we were sitting down, bouncing lots of ideas off off each other, looking looking for a name. Um, and um, and as you know, when you when you're trying to find a name for an organisation, you go through companies' house and look at what you come up with an idea, and you find it's gone, and the rest of it's all at real names have, have gone. And then you've kind of got Spotify, and we jumped on that for a made-up name will be good. And we do sort things. That's what we do. We we look at problems, and then we sort them out. So we thought, oh, it kind of works. Let's go with that. And it's stuck. Mm, interesting. That's really um, a, a, a unique way to do it, starting with Spotify. <laughs> well, it was, it was, yeah, nicking, nicking it off of Spotify. We didn't do that for obvious reasons. Um, we, uh, we've come up with our own. It just happens to be similar. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. Lots of, lots of people uh, use made-up names now. And we thought, do we go with a missing vowels type thing? And we thought, oh, no, that's a, that'll go old hat very soon. We'll, we'll come up with a silly name and see where, see where it goes. But just say what we do. People remember it. And uh, as a result, there's a little bit of, of good marketing there, I think, if they've got a marketing expert involved. Mm. And at least it's a, a word that you can actually say. You haven't got to pronounce lots of letters and random numbers or, or yeah, absolutely. mispronounce people, it every time. <laughs> yeah, lots of people started using kind of Latin words and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, I'm going to get confused. I'm a, I'm a simple working class boy from down south. I'm like, Let's keep it simple. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Richard. It's been really interesting to find out more about your work at Sortified and um, your plans for um, changing the world. I'd just like to say thank you very much and, and keep up the good work. It's cracking stuff. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. No worries. Thank you. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.